Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 160. John and Wendy talk to Kamara Toffolo. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am well, and we're near the end of March. You've got a wow. you've got an event coming up. I do. I'm super super excited to be partnered with HR Transform for their upcoming um, virtual event. It is next week. If you are listening to this when it first comes out, March 22nd through 24th, it is a free event, and I will be um, moderating a panel about virtual onboarding which I'm really excited to, to dive into. But um, HR Transform has been doing a lot of virtual events and roundtable discussions and um, lots of stuff like that to keep the community engaged. And I'm just stoked to be a part of um, them virtually. And hopefully in person in 22, um, we will be able to go to Vegas um, to, to hang out with the folks, but they've got some, some great, uh, great speakers, great, great stuff coming. So, um, check them out at transform.us and, uh, get registered for the summit, get registered for some of their roundtable, the virtual roundtable discussions. And, uh, hopefully we'll see you all on the interwebs chatting about it. I'm, I'm so excited to uh, get that together and, um, help you guys meet some new folks. I've met some great folks through this and I can't wait to share them all with the HR community. We will have a link in the show notes as well to that event. A few days to get prepped and Hey, there's always these, there's so many events now, Wendy, it's a great thing and so many opportunities. And yes. And like you said, get to meet new people and talk to different people. And I think it's great that you're doing things on virtual onboarding because that's a really critical thing these days. And we're not doing enough talking about it. I don't think. I, I would agree with that. We really need to uh, step up our game there. Um, so really, really excited to uh, to share this with everybody. And I hope that you all join us and get uh, get a lot out of it. Well, I'm excited about tonight's guest, Wendy. I yes. think this is our latest Canadian guest, if I yeah. recall correctly. Uh, we love having our friends from the north involved because <laughs> we love this international, this international base that we have. I'm excited to speak of not actually... But before you got on, it's the first time that Kamara and I had a chance to talk, but uh, I know you've spent some time together, and let's make the introduction and get started. Yes, I uh, had a great chat chat with Kamara a couple of weeks ago. Um, so excited to introduce her to all of you. Uh, she is a resume writer, a LinkedIn consultant, and a job search strategist who helps her clients worldwide dare to do work differently. Kamara has worked with high-achieving professionals from Canada, the U.S., the U.K., Australia, Japan, India, UAE, and Brazil, to name a few. She was recognized as a LinkedIn top voice in 2020 and was also named by JobScan as a top job search expert to follow on LinkedIn in 2019 and 2021. She has been featured in major media, including Forbes, Business Insider, Inc., the Wharton School of Business Radio, and LinkedIn News, among others. Prior to making her mark in career development, Kamara spent 12 years in financial services and technology industries working for SMBs and Fortune 500 companies. Well, Kamara, welcome to the HR Social Hour. We are so excited to have you here. Our first question, as always, what is in your glass? Are we talking about right now or like <laughs> on on Friday night? I mean, it your may, as well, may as well be Friday night. So right now, 
white wine. I'm double fisting because I'm good in getting my water. I've got a gallon water (laughs) bottle and I've got my glass of white wine because I know you guys like to have fun here. (laughs) Love it. That sounds perfect. Haven't had anybody do that in a while. No, double fist. That's good. good. (laughs) Let's just start at the outset, camera. I have to ask, you started your life in financial services and in the finance industry. How do you go from that to resume writing and, and what you're doing now, career development? Yeah, well, it's uh, it was a long and winding road, but the Coles Notes version is uh, I felt that my work was misaligned with me when I was in uh, my last corporate role. Set out on a bit of an exploration, you know, self-reflection type of journey and uh, got trained as a coach. Um, went into career clarity coaching, realized that wasn't for me, and then shifted more so- towards job search strategy and resume writing. Um, I apprenticed under a couple of resume writers, which is unusual in the resume writing field. Normally, you're getting certified. I apprenticed, and uh, then I just took off from there, really. I have to ask, because I've never heard that in this space, how does one apprentice Talk a little uh, about that. How does that? <laughs> well, I was fascinating to me. I was very. It was very unofficial, but um, I was really fortunate to connect with a good friend of mine who we connected on LinkedIn. So you know, plug for LinkedIn, uh, and uh, we became really great friends virtually. She's in the U.S. I'm up here in Canada, and um, she was an established resume writer. I wanted to get into the resume writing space. I said, "Hey, if you train me, I'll go straight for you for free." She trained me and I never really go. I, I wrote for her later, but she paid me. Uh, so she didn't take me up on my free offer. And then she got me another ghostwriting gig. So that's how the apprenticing really uh, happened. That's really cool. You know, well, and for, for us, a lot of the people that we talked to, you know, they fell into HR. They didn't make that as a conscious choice. And you made the conscious choice to go into the resume writing field, which is interesting. I did. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I also think it's it's great to note, though, I think your story is interesting from the standpoint that not only to decide that's what you want to do, but you were willing to do the free. You know, like so many of us, we, we encourage people like, go try this or if you get the opportunity, because you just don't know where it may go. Yeah, true. So true. Love it. So since you are on the uh, applicant side of uh, the HR world, let's talk about that a little bit. And what, in your opinion, is something that talent acquisition professionals can do to make the selection process easier on candidates? And this is, you know, we're not going to get into technology. We're not going to go into (laughs) configuring anything, but there are things we can do that are outside of the ATS. So what are some things that you would recommend? (laughs) (laughs) So I, of course, won't go there with the ATS, but uh, I would, I think it really comes down to transparency. I mean, you can't tell everybody everything about the selection and the hiring process, but as much as can be shared with candidates really helps them know where they stand and not feel as though they're in the dark uh, or that maybe they've been ghosted. That's a big complaint from candidates or job job seekers. Um, So to be as transparent as possible throughout the process, another big issue I see with a kind of some crossed wires is a lot of job seekers think that they should be receiving feedback uh, on their actual application process. Uh, But we know that they're, you know, in HR and recruiting, your hands are kind of tied with what you can say without 
kind of incriminating yourself. And so, (laughs) (laughs) and so I'd really encourage talent acquisition folks to be a little clearer with what they can and cannot say from a feedback standpoint. So if you can't give feedback, make that known if you can. That that's really good. Um, good advice to, you know, here's what we're going to be able to tell you. And I, obviously I've talked about transparency in the past in the talent acquisition process. So um, 100% there with you. <laughs> Cameron, I found it interesting. We mentioned in, in your bio that you were a LinkedIn top voice. I'm not a big LinkedIn fan. I've made okay. no bones about that. I'm always trying to learn because I, I recognize there is value there. It's just never really hit me. Twitter's my thing. I've, I fully acknowledge that. But I'm down with Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, how did you learn to really learn how to leverage LinkedIn and, and how, how to make it work for you? And if someone is looking to boost their visibility and get more recognition there, what's one thing that you would recommend that they could do immediately, low cost, no cost to increase their presence there? With LinkedIn, I would say I was a bit of an early adopter with LinkedIn. I, I got on the platform when I well before I was in the career space. And um, so for me, it was just a lot of tinkering with LinkedIn and then realizing that I had a pretty good handle on it. And then I started offering it as a service. That's kind of how I got more involved in LinkedIn. And then I realized, oh, I can do video. Oh, I can do uh, LinkedIn Live. And so I just started trying out the different features and then sort of carved out a bit of a niche for myself. But in terms of what people can do on LinkedIn that's no cost, uh, I would really encourage LinkedIn users to... Uh, to amplify their visibility, basically to get the most ROI for time spent on LinkedIn and effort invested in LinkedIn is to make sure that you're regularly commenting on other people's content. LinkedIn really treats that as a high value interaction for logical reasons. Comments keep the conversation going, which keeps eyeballs on LinkedIn, which means they can throw more ads in front of you. So it's very much in LinkedIn's best interest to reward you with some visibility. So that's that's what I would recommend. How have you seen, I'm curious, with LinkedIn Live and some of the things that they continue to play with the system. And like you said, to be an early adopter, believe it or not, I was actually on LinkedIn. When did it start? 04, 05? So I was on LinkedIn, like it, literally at 06, like 06 to 09. And I left the job I was in and I just, I deleted my account because I oh. went into a union job and I, I was going to, I wasn't going to be talking to me. Well, silly me. So I didn't have an account from 09 to 2013. <laughs> it obviously continued to change even like, you know, week to week, month to month. What, I guess, what excites you or where do you see the platform going with some of the things that they've brought, they've come up with, particularly last year? In the last year, I was very excited about LinkedIn adopting stories. A lot of people will uh, disagree with me on that. But for me, having, uh, I believe the minimum threshold is having 5,000 followers, which I've met that minimum, uh, I can easily link out to other content. Uh, So I get the swipe up feature that's so coveted in Instagram stories and is much harder to get in Instagram stories, but I got it on LinkedIn, so I'm using it. So I, I like that. I can drive people out to my YouTube uh, videos, drive people out to whatever I want. So I, le- I love that. Um, I really like my f- absolute favorite feature that uh, LinkedIn has added as of late. No, I have two favorites. Uh, one is the mobile <laughs> mobile, vo- uh, mobile name 
um, pronunciation tool. So it's only on mobile as far as I know. So I use that because my name is commonly mispronounced. And so uh, I like to prime people to learn how to pronounce my name if they're nervous about it. So there's that, but also the featured section, which has so many uses uh, because it's a great kind of like portfolio of your that you can use that lives on LinkedIn. So you don't have to send people out to a separate portfolio. So I'm love I'm loving that too. That's really cool. Um, so I learned something about LinkedIn tonight. <laughs> I know I should be commenting more. I know that's one thing I don't do enough on LinkedIn to make it worthwhile for myself. So another reminder, Claire Petrie also told me that information. So we'll give Claire a shout out, but I do have to get better at that. A great idea, Claire. <laughs> you talk, we were talking about, you know, you're on YouTube, you're doing videos and, um, and so how did you get started with that speaking and love your YouTube videos? Um, thank if you. people aren't watching them, they're going to, they're going to love them too, but thank you. Um, <laughs> you have a great sense of humor. I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about what led you um, to start speaking, going down the YouTube video route. Speaking has been something that I've been doing even since I was a child. Um, I was always, uh, competing in our like elementary school, uh, public speaking competitions and always getting runner up, which is like <laughs> something that I can't, I can't let go of even to this day. Uh, always runner up. And I remember the name of the girl who always got first place, but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> uh so why always getting friends, run- why we could be friends. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So always getting runner up, but that didn't, you know, um, like ruin my passion for, for public speaking. So that came first. I did the whole Toastmasters thing. That's not really my jam, but, um, so speaker speaking came first and then the videos came. Uh, so I really got into video more so on LinkedIn before YouTube. YouTube is a bit of a new development for me. I was using YouTube to park my LinkedIn videos, um, but when, once LinkedIn started to hate video for some odd reason, I realized I needed to look elsewhere uh, to get the proper reach because my whole motivation for videos is to help job seekers, to give them free content that will help move the needle on their in their job search. And so um, when I wasn't getting the reach on LinkedIn, I knew I had to go somewhere where I could control that better. And that's where YouTube came in because uh, you can control like the SEO and stuff like that. And you know, technical stuff. And, um, so yeah, that's where that's, then my channel kind of grew a bit more from there. We've become fans of the fact that we can crowdsource questions makes our job a little bit easier. Wendy always says we're letting everybody else do, we still do the majority of the work. However, it is interesting to find out what other people have on their minds. Previous Mm -hmm. guest, Raphael Crawford Marks asked, what's an emerging trend in HR career development that really excites you? I'm really excited to see more folks in uh, recruiting talent acquisition joining the war against ATS fear-mongering. Like, I'm really pleased to see this um, because there's just so much bad information out there that people are exploiting for marketing purposes. And it drives me crazy. It makes me angry. Uh, because they're they're causing job seekers to lose money, lose time, lose faith in the process. I'm just glad to see more hiring professionals jumping, like getting involved in this war, rolling up their sleeves and giving job seekers the truth about the ATS. I have to agree with you on that one. I 
don't know where those rumors started and we need to squash them. Yes. <laughs> Kamara, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? So my specific plan when I was a kid was to be a classical musician at night and then a music teacher during the day (laughs) (laughs) to supplement. (laughs) What did you play or what did you want to play? Uh, My first instrument uh, is piano. And then my instrument that I thought I would take professionally was flute. Uh So, yeah. So my wife's a flutist, really, flutist, whatever you want to call them these days. And then I was actually a music teacher before I got into HR. Were yeah. you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. But I played tuba, like the extreme opposite of flute. So. <laughs> tuba players are a rarity. Like, yeah, I you, it's very rare to meet a tuba player. So that's very cool. I feel honored. There are at least three or four in the HR community. They're all on Twitter. Uh, Nicole you Roberts, to... Josh Rock. Yeah. Nice. Oh gosh, yeah. I well, that's two <laughs> two others anyway. I can think of. Yes, you need to start a tuba band. Obviously, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I hung up the horn a while ago. I, I have a grand appreciation, but yeah, I let my wife do all the playing now. Who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Can I give you two? Sure. Okay. Why not? So first is and there, I've I've met so many people. I would want to give you more, but I think two two people who I really want to um, give a shout out to Rona Pierce, uh, and she's very active on Twitter, and uh, a guest, a previous guest on your show, Jeffrey Shapiro. How do you maintain balance? Um, <laughs> I don't know that I do. <laughs> uh, I have a fourteen month old, and so oh, I'm. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm mumming full time during the day. And then at night I moonlight in my actual business. Uh, so um, I don't know that I maintain balance at all. I think I would be a horrible example of maintaining balance. No one should look to me to, for tips on that. Um, I think if anything, what prevents me from going crazy is taking doing one thing at a time, really. How do you enjoy giving back to the HR talent development community? I give back more so to the job seeker community, but um, to the HR community, I would say the way that I might give back is by um, making sure that um, I'm having uh, really knowledgeable experts on my live YouTube and LinkedIn show office hours Wendy will be joining me next week. So um, very excited for that. So I would say um, just sharing sharing these great experts with my audience. What is your favorite movie? So for the longest time, it was Mrs. Doubtfire because Robin Williams. Um, but it was edged out recently by Rocketman. Oh, good show. My daughters became um, big Elton John fans after we watched mm-hmm. that. So good. I remember watching Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody very close to each other. While they're both very good movies, I thought Rocket Man. I personally, I'm with you. I particularly the musical sequences, the way they reimagined the music was, oh, phenomenal! Oh, Just okay. phenomenal. Totally I, I was so blown away. I was yeah. watching on a plane, going somewhere, and I just, I was just. As a music teacher and you know aficionado, my jaw was on the floor. Like just how inventive everything was. I, I'm with you there. They really told a story through the music, which I don't think that Bohemian Rhapsody did. It, the music was 
like another actor. Whereas the, yeah, I really think Rocketman told a story through the music. Loved it. With your appreciation of music as well. What was the first concert you remember attending? Yeah, I had to think about this like a a lot. Um, I know that I went to the symphony when I was two, but from a (laughs) actual concert standpoint, and I'm going to lose my classical musician card uh, with this. My first concert, I believe, was Ricky Martin. Nice. <laughs> we have, there's been a lot of Ricky Martin fans as part of our guest list. So, oh, really? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, you don't lose any cred. With okay, Ricky thanks. <laughs> thanks. What was the last show you binge watched? Um, I mean, I'm always binge watching The Office, but um, the last show I fully binge watched, we talked about this, Wendy, The Crown. Good, good show. I have to laugh about the Ricky Martin thing <laughs> because you're right. We have a lot. Uh, Lorena Pavon in particular is like mm-hmm. the biggest Ricky Martin fan on yes, the planet. Wendy, who saw Menudo? I can't remember oh. who that was that saw Menudo, but was she wasn't recent. sure. If Rick, yes, it's I can't remember. But she thought she wasn't sure if Ricky Martin was still in the band because then they shoot her or something oh, when she returned yeah. 18 or three out. And anyway, <laughs> oh, you'd I'm be surprised. Have... We hear we hear Ricky Martin a lot. We, we I really am hear. really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of all of all singers to hear a lot, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's Ricky Martin. <laughs> What's a hobby or something you really like to do that may surprise people? I actually revealed this in a LinkedIn post not long ago, but uh, my hobby is improv, and I've also recently started singing. Well, taking voice lessons, and uh, I'm not a very good singer, but it's something I dabble in. <laughs> How long have you been doing improv? Improv, um, I took a break for a while and then I took another class recently virtually, which was an interesting experience uh, and great. Um, So I started improv back maybe three years ago, I think. Yeah. We need to introduce you to Galen Emanuel. Yes. Okay. He used to tour with the Who's Line guys. Oh, no way. He was a hard, he was like, did it for a living and... Oh, yeah, Galen's I am, a good egg. You know. <laughs> I am not good at all at improv. It's when we say yes, hobby, and. it's hobby. Yeah, yes, and <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, right. It's all good. Well, that's all you really need to know, actually, right. about improv. Right. But yeah. Oh, I love it. John, I think it was Katie Lopez that saw Menudo. You're right. It was. Wow. Yeah. So that's so yeah, cool. Own little, own little community. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Kamara, finally, you know, like I, John said, I say we're shifting out some of our work here. If you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would you ask them? Uh, yeah, I wrote this down somewhere. I thought, <laughs> sorry, I'm checking now because this right. this one was a this one stumped me. Ah. Um, okay. Okay. Yes. Got it. No, it didn't actually stump me. It was, it was at the top. Yeah. I had to write it down though. Cause I knew I'd forget, which is obviously the case. Um, so today on clubhouse, um, Amy Miller and Robert Kenward and I, uh, we had a room going on and we were talking about, uh, the gender pay gap and gender bias in hiring. So my question to the next guest would be, how can we reduce gender bias in hiring and close the gender pay gap? Good question. And another one I'm glad I don't have to answer. Because <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a tough one, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a good one. And I think we do, we, we need to talk about it. For sure. 
I'm glad I don't have to answer it either. Uh, <laughs> but we, we will certainly have that now in the mix as we continue to talk to folks. And can't thank you enough for coming in and taking part with us tonight. And certainly appreciate you sharing your insights, particularly on LinkedIn, because I got to get there somehow. But <laughs> for those listeners that don't know you, what's the best way from the reach out there? Social media, your website, LinkedIn, whatever it is, how, how, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, I, I am Kamara Toffolo everywhere. So um, K-A-M-A-R-A-T-O-F-F-O-L-O everywhere. So LinkedIn is probably the best platform uh, that people can reach me on, uh, followed by Twitter, followed by YouTube, <laughs> followed by Instagram, I- followed by Clubhouse. <laughs> Hunt you down in person, you know. Yeah, yeah basically, <laughs> knock on my door. <laughs> we will have most of that in the show notes. And then, Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there? Uh, best way, as always, on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen and share. That's all we ask. International listeners, we have another international guest. You know, we love talking to all of you. You want to talk about LinkedIn. You want to talk about resume writing, whatever it is, whatever you do out there and wherever you're doing it, get in touch. Let's talk. We'd like to do that. Kamara, again, really appreciate being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.